Welcome to the Powerful Marketing Tips Podcast, created for overwhelmed business owners who want to build, run, and organize their marketing for good. And here's a brief overview of our guest. Today's guest is all about inner power, energy, and mindfulness. Sandeep Nath founded and ran a successful strategy consulting company before heading to the Himalayas in search of the purpose of life and what drives our energetic consciousness. As a coach, he has taken the sacred wisdom of our inner power to more than 46 cities spread across four continents. An international Reiki master, business Qigong guide, mindfulness coach, and author of four books, Sandeep is an expert on stress management and applying ancient oriental wisdom to modern business challenges. He is on the executive boards of Global Youth Mental Health Awareness, GYMHA Incorporated in Australia, and the Professional Speakers Association of India, PSAI. Get ready to learn about stress and how you can help yourself find health, happiness, and harmony. Hi, everybody. So stress is a normal part of our lives. In fact, the human body is designed to experience stress and react to it. But we also know that prolonged periods of stress always lead to problems, as well as professionally and personally, of course. So we have to know how to cope with, um, with that, and we can help ourselves a lot if we feel like. So I am very excited about today's episode, as I believe we will get some great tips on how to deal with stress and how we can help ourselves here. Welcome, Sandeep. Thank you, Marily. Such a pleasure to be at your show and listening to you talk about this. It's, it's what I'm on a crusade about. We're going to proceed against stress and let's get people feeling totally relaxed for the rest of their lives thanks to this episode. <laughs> Thank you. So please tell us brief, briefly about yourself. What, what is it that you do on a daily basis? So, uh, friends, I'm based in India and I've been uh, a corporate person all my life, which was till about 15 years ago. So I'm kind of... <laughs> dating myself around here. Around 15 years ago, I discovered that there was so much stress that I was going through and so little growth in terms of, you know, uh, as an entrepreneur, you always want to have that feeling that I'm building a billion dollar company. And I was uh, not even into a million dollars, just about. And I said, I can't handle double this much stress. How am I going to do a thousand times? So there must be something that I'm approaching wrongly. And I was also stressed by what my clients seemed to be doing and what the corporate world seemed to be doing. I thought we were inventing more problems for the world than we were solving. And I decided that this, this whole thing requires a different approach. So I started looking at whether we have any solutions and spiritual uh, approaches. And that took me down a road which I'm so grateful for. I had the pleasure of uh, meeting and learning from a lot of Vedic gurus in India. And then I went to the Himalayas. Um, I learned from Tibetan masters in the monasteries there for some time. And the Chinese and Japanese masters as well. And what I, what I have learned and what I'm going to share with you are some of the distillates from 15 years of that sort of exploration. So I've... Uh, 
moved away from corporate in the sense that uh, I don't run the company anymore. In fact, 2010 is when I handed it over to the other directors and uh, started working in villages and then started working across the world. I've done talks and workshops across four continents, but all that is a story for another day. So, Marilis, that's where I'm coming to this conversation from. That's that's a great story, you know, being there, really learning from uh, those people in Tibet, in Himalaya. That's that's amazing. So, please share with us what what did you learn there? <laughs> because we know that we know that stress is always there with us, around us. But uh, when should we start to let's say think about it more in depth? It seems like we don't really you know, acknowledge stress and we don't think about preventing, preventing stress. So what are your thoughts here? Fabulous point to start and two great points there, acknowledging and preventing. Now let's understand what is stress so that we can address both these points about acknowledging and preventing. Stress is a state where the demands imposed upon us appear greater than the resources available with us. So let's say it is physical resources and you've got to move a huge uh, uh, car or something. You, you feel incapacitated even though that thing is on wheels. Let's say it's um, a, a, a large truck. You say, no, I need another six people over here to help me push this truck. Right. So you're physically stressed trying to push it alone. Mentally, same thing. Financially, same thing. I've got only this much in my wallet. This thing costs so much. Stressed, right? Relationships, emotionally, same thing. I can't handle so many people, so many pressures. They're all coming at me at once. Problem. So in the six dimensions of life, which are physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, uh, social, and financial, we get stressed. I got stressed. I've been there, done that. <laughs> and, and there was a key word in this definition which was appear. Now I'll repeat the definition again. We get stressed when our demands appear more than our resources. Now this word appear is very important. And why it is important is because we can do something about how things appear to us. Now like in the example of pushing the truck, it appeared that I am single and therefore I cannot. But if I have six people, I don't appear to be stressed anymore. The demand doesn't appear to be large anymore. So the demand is the same, it's not changed. But I have changed my, what? My network. I've changed who I'm collaborating with. I have built community. You know, if you go back to how stress started, uh, it was an elephant standing outside the cave. And that fellow came once a week and scared the hell out of everybody in the cave. But then we started forming these colonies, the villages. We stopped being in caves and we had a boundary wall, a fence. And that got everybody's stress levels down. So there, there are two solutions here. First, to acknowledge it that, okay, this is what is really appearing. We don't, we don't make it appear something it is not. It appears what it is. It is a truck. It's got to be moved. It is an elephant. <laughs> it's going to attack. I acknowledge. But what can I do about it? So preventively, either I can network, I can build communities the way you, Marilis, help entrepreneurs do. I salute you for that. It's amazing. Or we can do another thing. 
And this is what I learned through those spiritual pursuits. You can do something outside or, guess what? You can do something inside. And developing your inner power is kind of building up an energy base within, which shines a light on whatever the demand is and the demand casts its shadow on the other side. This inner power, this energy, is what differentiates those billionaires from us entrepreneurs. Because they have the same time, but they have a lot more energy, which helps them focus, which helps them align, which helps them delegate, which helps them outsource, which helps them do everything that needs to be done with the right kind of sense of priorities without fragmenting their energy. So that's how you prevent it. You build your inner power or you build your outer circle or both. That's very good. I love how you really came up with, the, um, with this definition for the stress. And it only sounds natural, you know, when the demand appears to be bigger than the resources we have, right? So you mentioned those f uh, six components uh, uh, very quickly. Can you uh, talk about those uh, for a second as well be before we go into how to be more energized? All right. <laughs> so there is a trinity that each one of us is made of. So that's the inside of us. Right, and with the inside we interact with the outside. So the inside we are, we recognize the body. We are very familiar with the body, which is the physical dimension. Then we have the mind, which is the mental dimension, and we are quite aware of the mind. We may not be as familiar with it, but we are aware that yes, the mind. We have mood swings. We have problems. Focus. This that. And then there is the spirit, and the spirit is what is energy. The spirit is uh, not, not the Holy Spirit or anything of the sort. It's just our energetic composition, which is our gut about things, you know. So you have the heart, uh, the head, the heart and the gut. And the gut is what drives us with our energy. So when our spiritual dimension is well placed, well balanced, strong, then our spirits are high. Otherwise, our spirits are down. So stress rises when spirits fall, or rather when stress rises, spirits fall. And when spirits are mm -hmm. up, you have high energy, you will not be stressed. The other three dimensions are outside of us. And that is the financial dimension with which we exchange with community. The social dimension with which again we exchange, but we also have physical interplay. So, so we, we meet people, we exchange uh, ideas and all that sort of stuff, right? We do things together, collaborate, and which is your expertise. And uh, we have the emotional dimension, which is where the energy connects inside with outside. So the physical body is very distinct. The mind, sometimes we have a meeting of minds, but energy, we always have this energetic interplay. We have a gut feeling, which is an emotion about some, somebody that we've met for the first time. Normally, I, I feel I know mm -hmm. that person mm -hmm. all my life. Or no, I'm, that's not the kind of person I'm going to do business with. Where do you get that from? Where did that emotion arise from? It's your emotional connect, your energetic interplay, your gut feeling. So 
when you are in balance of these six and that's something i coach people on entrepreneurs especially that's when you are unshaken because you are aligned in your internal and external aspects in all dimensions of life did that help oh my god we all want to be you know very powerful and uh, and become unshaken as you said yeah. right now so Please tell me, I know you have some great practices to share with us. So how can we help ourselves? So that's a wide question. You, we can help ourselves in so many ways. <laughs> I know, I know. Let's, but, but let's focus on the, on the energy we talked about, because this is important, I think. So energy, right. That's a good place to narrow it down to. And let me give you the body mind spirit aspect of this energy thing all right so let's look at the mind yeah how does the mind get trained the mind gets trained when okay you know what the tibetan lamas have to say about the mind they call it the monkey why do they call it the monkey because it's always jumping from one branch to the other so we naturally have this overthinking mind all right So um when we want to train the mind we want to train it to get focused on something which is what mindfulness is about in a sense right mm-hmm. minute to minute awareness and stuff like that now there's one thing that we can focus it on wherever we are you could be in a plane you could be in a metro you could be in a car you could be in your house you could be in the office you could be anywhere you always have one thing that you can train your mind with and don't say it's your cell phone <laughs> because even that cell phone can be away from you sometimes and hopefully it will be more times after we're done with today's session mm-hmm. because this this uh, radiation is not always very good i'll come to that one but uh, the one thing that's always with us is our breath. So we're going to train our mind with our breathing. And what I recommend that we do is that we get into a habit where we stop doing whatever we're doing for 30 seconds. Right? Just 30 seconds, take a pause. And in those 30 seconds just focus on the air going in and coming out. Now usually we breathe so naturally we are all gifted breathers it's a it's a natural talent let's say that we never bother about learning this stuff the only formal training we have for breathing is a whack on the bum <laughs> you know we, we got up got out of the womb one day and pat went started breathing but that doesn't but, mean that we're breathing right but what is right breathing because you said i should be mindful about breathing is it only about being mindful or is there let's say a special technique i should do you know 3 seconds in 3 seconds out or something similar that you asked let's take our listeners through a technique and let's do it together so what i want okay. you to do is mm-hmm. i want you to breathe with me to the count of 5 we're going to inhale all right so okay. Uh, I want you to put one of your hands, make the right hand on your belly, and mm-hmm. inhale. All right. So one, two, three, four, five. 
And now watch, has your belly come out? Is your hand away from your belly? Mm -hmm. Has it moved? Can I breathe out? You can breathe out. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> awesome. You know, for many of us, we would have found that I was only at three when they were wanting to breathe out again because they couldn't breathe in much more than that. If you're one of them, put in a comment over here. I'd love to know. <laughs> we don't have the capacity to breathe more because by wrong breathing, we have forced our lungs into believing that they are smaller than they are. And so we breathe shallow. So right breathing is about at least being able to breathe in to five. And number two, being uh, feeling that the belly comes out. If your belly was flat, it means you have sustained somehow to breathe, but you haven't opened your lungs out fully. Because had you opened your lungs out fully, what would have happened is they would have pressed your diaphragm muscle down. And the diaphragm would have pressed into the belly and the abdomen would come out because there's no rib cage in front of it. Mm -hmm. So when you breathe fully, and maybe you can expand that to eight seconds in, 10 seconds in with some practice, and watch yourself sustain the belly continuously coming out. That means you're filling up all the possible capillaries. Bend a little and breathe. So you fill capillaries behind. Bend this side. You fill capillaries that side. Do that as a practice and watch uh, your belly. So that's right breathing. It's called belly breathing. And if you notice, a baby breathes that way. When they breathe in, the belly rises. When they breathe out, the belly falls. Because we know it right from birth. But we forget because we get stressed. When we get stressed, there's very little time. Got to do this, got to do that, all of that. And we start shallow breathing. Typically starts around school, definitely around university. And if you've been lucky to not be stressed till university, <laughs> certainly in your jobs and businesses. <laughs> so baby breathing as a daily technique for us. <laughs> Back to basics. So what I was saying was do 30 seconds of this, which could mean three breaths, five in, five out, yeah, and uh, three times. And that would bring your mind on the breathing. Otherwise, the mind is overthinking something or the other all the time, isn't it? So the mind gets trained to breathe, to focus on breathing. And when it gets trained to focus on breathing, it gets trained to focus on various other things that you choose to do. So that's mind training. Every hour you do it, you set an alarm in your cell phone and just stop whatever you're doing, take three breaths. The other thing that this does is that it, it will, at a body level, it will oxygenate you deliberately. Mm -hmm. So you will be better oxygenated. And that, that's what we're taking out of the air, right? The reason we breathe is because we want air to go in and out of the air, we've got to suck out that oxygen and feed our cells. So you will be healthier at a cellular level. Again, low stress, high energy. Oxygen gives you energy. And at a spirit level, you will be calm. You will be relaxed. Because every time you crack the overthinking mind, you disrupted the pattern every hour. And uh, then again, you start thinking of something else. But you again, crack it, break it. And, you know, it, it, those disrupts help calm you down, get you in a different state. And then you restart from that state. That's great. That's great. So we... Just be mindful about our breathing. It already helps us, you know, for 
uh, in our energy level by you know training your mind uh, your body gets so much of this because of the more oxygen really gives more energy and our mind really uh, also becomes more calm that's that's amazing so easy but yet we forget about that so thank you for this reminder <laughs> thank you and you're so right we, we forget about very basic things i'm going to take you through another very basic thing which i mean again put it in the comments if you're guilty of this eating are you guilty of grabbing a bite on the move are you guilty of just putting stuff in your mouth and not even thinking about where it's going, what it's doing. Have you been eating that way? Are you guilty of opening a packet and putting things inside? If all of this or any of this is true, then what you're doing is you are pressing the accelerator of your life to move forward fast. And you're pressing the brake at the same time to, to make that stressful, dirty noise that I'm sure you can, you can hear it in your mind uh, when the accelerator and brake are pressed together, right? It's, it's a terrible sound. I won't even attempt to make it. That's what you're doing with your life. Because what you're doing to move fast, eat on the go and all that sort of stuff, eat whatever is available, grab a sandwich somewhere, grab anything processed, refined, is thinking that you're pressing the accelerator, you're moving fast. But what's happening is one, once it goes in, the poor stomach figures, well, this is not natural stuff. I have for 130,000 years of human existence been used to processing natural stuff like vegetables and fruits and uh, nuts and stuff like that. Suddenly I'm getting a lot of chemical and some, you know, various things that have been put together in a, in a, a factory made product. And I have to se separate them, segregate them, see what's uh, to be fought against, what's to be uh, pushed out. And, you know, is, is anything useful? What's the nutrient value? The stomach is really doing a lot of processing. So where do you think the stomach is getting its energy to process all this? It's getting it from you. So instead of your mind using up all that energy, your stomach is using up all that energy. And your mind is getting stressed because there's so much demand of so many things and you compromise your lunch for it <laughs> and you're not getting anything done. You're moving in circles. Pretty sad, isn't it? So... Now I'm just thinking, it's again, very simple thing that we should all know, let's be honest. But I have never thought about that. So let's say in depth that how it really, of course it affects our energy level, you know, moving fast makes us nervous and nervous and, you know, and we don't want that. And on the, as you said, of course I feel like my stomach need, you know, better food or, and natural food because I don't know, it, it will work properly or digest better or whatever, right? But I've never thought about the the mind level here as well. So again, very simple thing, eating, and you make it sound so important and so so valuable. And that that's not all of it. There's a 
a way that you eat to make it easier for your stomach. You see, your stomach is this very, very humble guy who never complains. Your mind complains. It says, I've got too much and, you know, get this off. And then you grumble or you, you know, shout at people and do all sorts of things to, to get some peace of mind. But peace of stomach, nobody's, absolutely nobody's bothered about it. So what you can do to ensure peace of stomach, which will then ensure peace of mind, is you can chew your food. Now, my mom taught me that when I was a kid, 32 times and all that. But somewhere down the line, I stopped doing it 15 years ago. In fact, many, many years ago, till about 15 years ago. And now I chew a lot. And that's when I came across a very interesting four-word quote by Gandhi, who said, drink food, chew water. Very interesting turn of phrase. Because he says that you must chew your food so much that you actually drink it down so that the stomach doesn't have to do further processing. Your endocrine glands don't have to work so hard. Your enzymes don't have to kill themselves when saliva can already do that. Mm-hmm. So just your teeth and saliva, get them, help the stomach and the intestine to process faster. And chew water, which means you gulp water every now and then. You don't glug, 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 glug the water down. That's, that's not good drinking. You keep a glass of water next to you and you keep having a sip every few minutes. And maybe every hour you finish that glass of water, take a little walk to the refrigerator or the water cooler or wherever, refill your glass, breathe three times, and then come back to where, whatever you were doing. And trust me, with, this, uh, with these two habits, you will find that your productivity has gone up, that you are extracting out of the 60 minutes, maybe 75 minutes. Whereas without that five-minute break, out of the 55 minutes, you were probably just extracting 45 minutes. So from 45, you've gone to 75 just because you've invested five. It's a very profitable investment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is. So I've never heard about that about drinking food and chewing water. But I love that. <laughs> I will definitely try that. Yes, these, these, these things make so much sense when you think about them because they're commonsensical. And it's just up to us to bring it into our lives. Like, like a third thing, you know, uh, sleeping. Now, sleeping is a practice, again, which builds energy. In fact, if you recall the yin and the yang of ancient wisdom, there is a duality of everything. So the yin is the female side, the cool side, the dark side. The male is the uh, bright side, the outward side, the hot, warm side. right? And they always exist together. Now, when we sleep, what happens is we feed our yin energy. When we work during the day, the yang energy. So there's energy around us, there's, there's warmth around Whereas in the night, it's cool and we replenish that energy. So if we don't invest at least a third of the day, or at least a fourth of the day, if I'm saying at least at least six hours to eight hours, mm-hmm. if we don't have the six to eight hours of sleep time, we are not replenishing ourselves from within. And when I say within, I mean really within. So there is a central channel uh, that we talk about. But I'll just talk to you about your pituitary and pineal glands right in the center here. Your thymus and thyroid, your adrenaline, your 
pancreas, your gonads, these are your endocrine system. This is scientifically discovered and it lies exactly in the center of your body. So if your yin is going to energize the center, it's actually going to energize everything responsible for your hormones and enzymes. But say, give them the energy so that they are able to give you the yang energy during the day to work better. So and, and why do you sleep? Sleep in a cool place so that the yin is cool, it goes with cool. Sleep in a dark place because yin is dark, it goes with dark. You know? mm. Sleep without other energetic interferences like that Wi-Fi. That's when you keep the phone away, you keep the Wi-Fi out. And that's where you really replenish yourself. So while you're on one hand expending energy, on the other hand you're ensuring you are uh, taking it in from nature while while you do nothing sleep that's amazing because good night's sleep is something you cannot replace with anything right and uh, it is so crucial to really rest <laughs> but i didn't know about the yin and the young energy part here so that's another interesting story around sleeping <laughs> Yep, and this is this is a very interesting tidbit for all our researchers on sleep apnea. Because all that seems to be something that in the last 50 years we got focused on. But we don't realize is that we've known this since the Taoist times, 4,000 years. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and we've just lost that wisdom in designing modern business and life. But we can bring it back. We can bring it back individually by our own habits. And again, to quote Gandhi here, be the change you want to see in the world. So you want to see a stress-free world? Be stress-free. Do these three things. Breathe, eat, sleep. Now that's B-E-S. Do you want me to give you a fourth one? Yep. I'm going to give it with a T. So it becomes the best practice. Take time out. Time out, my favorite. <laughs> Take those breaks. Plan that in the year, plan that in the month, plan that in the week, plan that in the day, plan that in the hour. Remember your timeout for five minutes in the hour? Do it. Because these timeouts are what replenish our energies again in, in a calendar. And it's like, you know, when you, when you do that me time or whatever we want to call it now, it's basically timeout to, to focus inside. Remember stress, we can handle it by a lot, lot of networking outside and by developing our inner power inside. So this time out is basically internal, reflective. Focus on your breathing a little more maybe, you know. Just doing that or go out for uh, a weekend to a place where you have a lot of nature and greenery because the nature and greenery refreshes us. I mean... On, scientifically, we understand we get oxygen, but energetically, we understand that it's that interplay of energy with natural energy. Just like we're eating natural stuff with fruits and vegetables, we are soaking in natural stuff with nature around us. Take a walk in a park. We are, we are in these concrete jungles. We are so distanced from nature, environmentally. So taking time out is like, is like a pause. And the best way to understand the, the significance of a pause is to think of music. If you like music, think about it. 
if the music did not have those pauses between the notes, it would have been one continuous cacophony, which is what an entrepreneur's stressed out life usually is. Don't want to admit it because we have an ego that says, my life is the best. But inside ourselves, we kind of know it. Don't we? We do. And I love the comparison with the music because it really is so. And, um, and it seems to me like we are going back to the roots here, you know, because they are all so important, what you just mentioned, you know, the best practices, right? And they are so easy, let's be honest, but yet we don't do those things. We forget about those. So it's only in our own hands, really, to handle our stress and to make sure that we have the energy we need, right? It is so easy. And you know, these habits, this and more, is what I'm taking to the world through the renewalism movement, which is about renewing ourselves at mind, body, spirit, renewing our organizations at a people purpose process uh, level. Because people are body, purpose is spirit, and processes are mind, the way things work. So uh, it, it would be wonderful to get on a con consultative call with any of your uh, viewers, listeners. If you'd like to explore this, how to bring that deep wisdom that we have into your day-to-day -day operations and renew. Because after COVID now, we really need some rethinking, renewal, refreshment. And this is a good time to think of these things. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a great idea to have this, you know, talk with you or just to, to read your book or to visit your website because we all need this reminder. And, um, since you already mentioned music, you are, you know that we are gathering the Spotify list also to inspire and empower our listeners. So please share with us, what is the song that you have chosen? How nice. And this is so well timed, you know, it just fits in beautifully. And that's how nature is. It just flows. It just gets it right. Like you have got it. By this. Thank so you. my song is a song by John Lennon, Imagine. Mm. I think it is so inspiring and so something that we must make a reality. Because a world without borders, a world without labels, a world without discrimination, we are all just the same. If stress doesn't differentiate, why do we? If energy doesn't differentiate, why do we? So at both ends of the spectrum, you know, stress is up, energy is down, energy is up, stress is down. There's no differentiation. It's only we in the middle who make these differences. Imagine all those people. Imagine, imagine that is so, that is so powerful. Really it is. And it really kind of suits with everything you talked about today. You know, the, imagine if you were actually putting those best practices into your daily habits, imagine what would happen with you. Imagine how, how much energy you would have. Imagine how healthy you would be, etc. Right? <laughs> so thank you, Sandeep. Please, um, tell us if there's anything to, you want to share to wrap it up here, 
because we also need a quote from you. Let's wrap it up with the quote. And this is a quote okay. I've just uh, spoken about in the program, but it's again good to remind, be the change you want to see in the world. Mm-hmm. Be that change. Like Marie, you just said, when we adopt these habits, we become inspiration. We inspire others. And that is what's going to bring about a world that we can only imagine. But that what we can imagine can become real very, very fast. And it can help our businesses a lot more because we're so much more productive, so much more energetic. We are using our time well. Something that I discovered as an entrepreneur that you know I couldn't scale up with my current level of stress because I, that was bogging my energy down. But when I free up my energy, I'm looking at the renewalism movement worldwide, looking at you as being a part of it, each one of you. <laughs> so that's what I'd like to leave you with. Hop across to renewalism.com. That's where we can connect. And uh, mm-hmm. if you're inspired, please reach out, write to me, and uh, let's see what we can do in your area. That has been great. Thank you so much for this inspiring episode, Sandeep. And uh, I appreciate the job you're doing, you know, helping us all to cope with the stress. Lovely, lovely talking to you, Marilise. And talk soon again. Ciao. That's all we've got for this episode of the Powerful Marketing Tips podcast. Make sure to link up with us at our free monthly international mastermind event. Just go to powerful-marketers.com forward slash mastermind for registration. And one thing that would really help us and other new potential listeners is if you would rate this show and leave a comment wherever you tune in to listen. Until next time, take care.